This episode is brought to you by The One Summit, two days that would change your life forever. For tickets, go to thewellnesssummit.com. Thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the sensational co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, Dr. Damien Christoph, and this is part two demo of our interview with the great Trevor Hendy. How good has it been, Marcus? Just I've been I've been waiting a whole week to do this part two. I can't. So, yeah. <laughs> I'm so right, excited. Trevor's been good enough to to stay with us here. And Trev, you just said there when we finished off with uh, on the last episode to making the rest of your life the best of your life. You said that a lot of the uh, inspiration behind your online program Bootcamp for the Soul was really on um, helping people to make to to I suppose achieve that. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I say living your best life. And I think I actually heard, I think Oprah Winfrey says that as well. Yeah. I, I came across later, living your best life. Um, because I, think, say that. I, I love that. I love that. Isn't it, isn't it beautiful? Because you can I, live I a life because, and people just live life, don't they? Or they get through it. It's like raising yeah. children or growing them. It's that kind of the same sort of thing, isn't it? You can yeah, grow nice. your kids or you can raise yeah. them. It is. It's like um, I think what it points to is the fact that we're actually, if we're if we're not consciously aware, we're probably living our second best life yeah. because we're just kind of strolling along, waiting for life to happen to us. When we have more, more control is the wrong word, but we have more ability to, to direct it and and be the creator of our own experience than than that. So it's living your best life is like go for the whole lot. What do you really want to have? Just decide and and be willing to do what it takes to follow it through. Yeah. So then my question, Trev, is if you're talking about living yeah, just an okay life, do you find, I know you do a lot of work with sporting groups, I know you're working with the Collingwood Football Club at the moment, and I'm just thinking, do you find that you have to, probably not so much, I'm hoping not with a professional sporting group, but do you find that you have to remind people that um, mediocre is not good enough, like that there's so much better than that? And do you find that people through life circumstances or just their belief systems have almost uh, unconsciously settled for mediocrity? Uh, I think, yeah, that's, it's, a, it's a really good subject, um, because I, Marcus, because I think it's firstly, uh, yes, it's, it's awakening and realizing, hang on, there's more. There's something more I want to experience or feel. But at the same time, it's being really careful not to get caught in that faculty or that desire for more. Because that's what's part of our sickness is, is that we're always want more, want more. So if we get what we want, we want more, we want more, you know, and bigger house. You know, the whole corporate world runs on, well, we've overtaken three businesses now and what do we do now? Well, we'll overtake another one, you know. Yeah, right. we, we want more, we want more. So there's a there's an egoic element um, and a structural egoic element that you've got to be very careful of in life. I'm not careful of, for want of better words. It's it's good to be aware of, oh, wow. Um, and the way I explain it was I used to I, – I would win an Ironman race many years ago probably from the purity of my love for the ocean, my respect for my mates, um, 
for being the ability to embrace the moment, even though I didn't know what, that's what I was doing at the time. Yeah, I was just um, going to say, is that retrospective? Because I, I reckon yeah. at that time, with that, uh, you would have had a fair bit of uh, eye of the tiger going on. You just would have been bolting out there, having a good swim, having a good paddle, coming back in and going, I beat you guys again. You know, I, I can't imagine at that point in your life you would have been thinking about that sort of stuff. Yeah, not really, but although I did have a beautiful uh, coach in Bill Haylock who really had me process-oriented, so mm. was, we never worried about the result, and the Australian title was never more important than the carnival that we did at the start of the season. It was just the goal was to perfect the Ironman race, so yeah, right. it was always about the process of being in the moment, the next stroke, the next transition where you are, but at the same time, I had the support of so many people, my family, you know, my wife at the time, um, the surf club around me and everything else. So I had this beautiful support system around me. So I didn't realize that I was living a, a, a bit of a, a spiritual truth as well is that I was very connected to the people around me. I was very true to what I was doing and these moments of magic would unfold where I'd be in the middle of the race and it would get easy. All of a sudden, <laughs> I'd find my way through and it would just get easy and life was there to support me. I'd catch a wave from the craziest of places and people would say, oh, he just parted the ocean. Like I'd, I'd go off to the left and I'd go, I've got to go that way. And it was logically the worst way to go, but I'd have this groove or this feeling that I had to go that way. And The, um, the commentators like, would comment on that. I, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah. Do you remember? I remember that. Yeah. I remember watching that and, uh, and watching you go a direction that people would go, why has he gone that way? And all of a sudden, a wave would appear. It was like taking a specky on the football field. It came out of nowhere. Nowhere. All of a sudden, it just was, yes. Yeah. Mm. And the commentators well, often when you go it. that way too, you disappear off the cameras too. So you go, they go, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. there's Trevor Henry. He's come oh, up to it. He's back to 14. <laughs> that's right. And you're always in the lead. Yeah, that's right. I remember that. That's, uh, that's an amazing thing. So that actually just, that was not part of strategy. It was something that was more intuitive and that you felt. Yeah, I, I did. So I, it was almost like if you can imagine running along in a really narrow valley where half a meter either side of you, you're running partly uphill, mm-hmm. you know, and so I'd go to run straight and it'd be like running up that side of that valley. I'd have to turn, there'd be a groove that I felt like I was running in and that's the only way I can explain it. It was, it was only one place for me to go and it was like my intuition and kind of destiny kind of colliding in that moment. And I'd just feel this groove running through. I'd feel exactly how far I was behind. I'd know exactly when I was going to catch up. I'd go under waves and I'd feel, as I'd go under, because in, in the water, the incredible thing is the water allows the, the metaphysical to manifest much faster. So I could feel the water moving a certain direction where it shouldn't be. It should be all coming in on that sandbank by all the, you know, the geology of the sandbank. It should be coming in, but I'd be actually find this little flow of water that was going out and I'd just move and I'd be in that groove and I'd come up and, of course, I wouldn't be on the cameras because I'd be way out to the left. (laughs) And I ran into um, Eddie Maguire yesterday with his young son and he Mm -hmm. said, oh, Alex, remember I introduced you to... Trevor, before he was the one that went way left when we're down at Portsea because he used to commentate for it. He went way left and it's gone. We all thought he was crazy. And next minute he ran out in front. Uh, And I think the reason I tell the story is not about my Ironman thing, but it's about life. It's about that if you're willing to actually go your own way and if you're willing to believe in yourself and let go, not have the need to win, but willing to do what it takes to win and to get to where you want to go to, sometimes life will take you a direction that looks crazy. It looks nothing like what it should look like, should 
look like to get to that point and that could be relationship job career or anything else it sometimes you have to go where everyone says you're mad what are you going there for but deep inside of yourself you know i have to go over there and it's that learning to have to trust in self and have faith that brings you through and there's a couple of points that i want to point out really quickly one was that um since that I realize and I, I live by these three things. Number one is that every moment is a living moment. So life's not a physical contemplation. Life is a metaphysical contemplation. It's always trying to teach us something. There's a magic and mystery that's trying to shine through and it's really boring without acknowledging that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it yeah. just goes up and down in the same stuff. Number two is that stuff happens or shite happens, you know, and mm. that that's your opportunity. That's the idea. It's not meant to be magic and beautiful all the time it's meant to be challenging it's meant to be because it's a boot camp for the soul so we're meant to be learning about ourselves and this way that way we're meant to make as many mistakes as we do good decisions so that's what it's about you've got to have that faith in yourself and and stuff's going to happen no problem at all and number three is at the end of the day you only have to know yourself trust yourself and follow your own intuition knowing gut feeling whatever you want to call that um, it's that simple and that's the most profound lesson you get in life is that your own, you, you are your greatest teacher, you, your own creative power is all that you need. When you can access it, you realize that you discover and access the creative power of everybody and we're all connected and everything else. That was the first point I wanted to make. Second one was and the original reason I started telling this story was that <laughs> that I would have that incredible experience and I would come out and that little tricky little mental faculty that we call the ego Mm-hmm. that little unconscious part that wasn't able to sort of drift up into greater vulnerability or whatever else, that part of me, that persona would go, how good did I do today? <laughs> you, know? <laughs> you know, that was that was me, you know, that was pretty good. Did you see that? You know, and I, I've later realized, wow, that's that's our fear. That's our the part of us that doesn't want to let go and, and drift up into something greater where it's not about me. That's that part hanging on for its grim death. So even though the ego part of us had no no part in creating the wind in the first place. That was the freedom to go and move and it was the love and care of the people around me and it was me just making a good solid decision and even though that was what we created it, the ego would always take credit for it, you know. And Mate. that's so that's the dangerous part I, I say in, in the whole creation thing is that while you move forward, just know that as you've truly changed in yourself, a mark of knowing you're changing is that you wake up feeling vulnerable again and vulnerable again rather than we're getting to this impenetrable place where we feel unbelievable it should you should feel like oh i feel a bit shaky again today and that that's a sign that you actually are connected to things you're connected to the movement of life and that life's going to push you somewhere else today and that's it's learning how to ride that wave that's probably the most important one trev i've actually got my mouse pointed on the buy now button of soulbootcamp.trevorhendy.com. I reckon there should be a whole lot more people ready to do this because I'll be doing that as soon as it calls off because I don't like to get sidetracked or do two things at once. I don't like to do that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I like to be mindful and present. So um, I'm I'm absolutely looking forward to doing that particular uh, 12-week course. I'm I'm busting for it. What I noticed in there is you get get a recipe from Pete Evans, which that excites me a little bit too because I I love what Pete does and I love eating clean food and, and that's what we do. And Part of aging well is, of course, um, exercise, mindfulness, yes. um, being yes. engaged, all those sorts of things. But I'm, yes. a, I'm a food guy, Trev. Like, I'm into food. Yeah. I teach people how to eat healthily, how to eat clean. I want to know, I'm, 
now that you've moved on from maybe having a few boxes of Nutri-Grain in your pantry, um, <laughs> yes. what are you now eating? What do you have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner? I, I it's that's why Pete's on there. Um, I'm I'm a big believer in probably uh, or two in particular. I, I do think sort of raw and vegetarian is really beautiful for the people that it it um, feels right to. You know that. Um, there's a certain element of that. that I yeah. have some very beautiful friends that 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 eat purely raw or vegetarian yeah. or combination of both, and they are just incredibly healthy, beautiful people with a, an incredible, you know, well-rounded outlook and, and life and energy and glow about them. Yeah. Um, I also know plenty of people who are the, the same as far as free and alive and everything else who live more the paleo way, yeah. which is more that, you know, the proteins and the obviously nothing processed and without the grains and all those sort of things as well. So it's just what you can go and pick and eat, and, and which makes so much sense to me. Um, and then th- there's a few others that we could talk about, you know, nutritional plans and stuff like that, nutritional things. I, I mean, the old zone diet of, you know, no, don't mix your proteins with your carbs and all that sort of stuff. And Barry Sears program. So, what's that? Dr. Barry yeah. Sears program. Yeah. yeah. That's the one. Yeah. That's they, they're all, to me, they all point to, they all point towards a truth. And the truth is that um, each of us have, a, a, um, I suppose, a vulnerability to us, a um, a connection that we share with life and everything else. So there's certain foods and things that, that fit well with us. Mm. And so it's not about which one should one, you know, which one's the best one. It's actually, oh, what sits, sits well with me, you know. Yeah. So, nice. so I do a little bit of all of those things. I, um, I love sort of the good simple fats and oils that you get. Um, through your avocados and we cook with rice bran oil or, or macadamia oil or coconut or, you know, olive oil on, on raw things, stuff like that. Yeah. I love that side. I definitely try and I know that my body just strips weight and drops weight if I do uh, five to six small protein meals a day, so nice. protein-based meals a day. Yep. Uh, with salad or with veggies? Yeah, absolutely, with yep. your beautiful complex carbs and, and your simple, beautiful, healthy veggies, you know, that sort of stuff. Delicious. Um, but I know, you know, I, I did a wonderful course um, a couple of years ago. It was a, a Cert 3 and 4 in personal training. I did it with my son. I thought, yeah, I'll go do it with him. And, and it was the HPC, Human Performance Center up on the Gold Coast and real out-of-the-box character, Greg Totman, who runs at GT. And, uh, you know, he'd won Mr. Australia a few times and all that sort of stuff. And if you ever want to know about how to lose weight, you ask a bodybuilder. Yeah, <laughs> you know? they shred, don't they? They can shred. Yeah, and we, and we, make, it, we make assumptions about bodybuilding and, and the sub, other substances and all that sort of stuff. But if you want to know about diet, you, you go to those guys. And, and so a, bit, a little bit extreme, but it certainly gives you, an in, it gives you one end of the scale. Mm. And what I learned about the six protein meals a day, you know, that, that the protein um, storage faculty of the body lasts for about two and a half to three hours and it's, it's burnt up where the carbohydrate can be stored up for much longer and, of course, we store it in the fat cells and we do everything else with it. Um, so literally the fact that the one viewpoint that really struck me was that if I have regular small meals of protein, particularly when I'm being active, the body goes, oh, this is great. I'm being fed regularly and it releases its survival instinct. It releases its need to crave carbohydrate or store it. And he would say, oh, yeah, if you have four protein, small protein meals a day and you do this much exercise, you would, you know, as far as being lean body mass, you, yeah, you'll lose weight at this rate. And he said, as soon as you move to five or particularly six, the weight will drop off you. And I did it. I went, I'll try it. And I dropped four kilos in two days. 
Gee. Couldn't believe it. For, at that particular time, I'd done four huge sessions in two days, and it was only because I was training with my son. It was really out of the ordinary, and because um, I don't do that anymore. But um, it was it was two and a half days later. I weighed myself and I dropped three point nine kilos, Gee. and I it just stripped off me because the rest of the day my body's gone. Sweet, we know it was starting to get in the habit that we know we're going to get fed well and regularly and small quantities, you know, small amounts that the body just keeps topping up with. And because I had the phytonutrients of the greens and everything else in there, mm. it just was like my body went, oh, thank you, you finally fed me. It's about time, you know. That's yeah. Right. So Marcus and I, you know, we met at Overfed and Undernourished and at the, the premiere of that, which is an absolutely wonderful movie and talks a lot about this stuff. Um but it's just such a true adage that that probably for I don't know ninety nine point nine nine percent of people we are overfed and undernourished because we're we're eating for enjoyment which is okay mm. but if eating for enjoyment is our primary and only reason we're going to enjoy and eat all the things that actually make us feel better you know and so I've slowly but surely worked on the principle that we should actually if we're connected with purpose and life and really true to self we should already feel great. And then eating is an extension of that. It's an enjoyable, it's beautiful, it's a wonderful chance to sit with people and try different things and everything else. But, but it's also about what, what, how do I care for my body? What do I put into it so I can continue that cycle of feeling great? Now, Trev, you've, you've covered off in great detail two of the three tenets that we talk about a lot here on 100 Not Out. So in Aging Well, there's uh, that focus on purpose. There's a focus on a great social life and surrounded by people that you love. One of the biggest ones, and we have to ask you this because you're a six-time Ironman champion, is regular exercise. Everyone that's yeah. aging well is moving regularly. So what does someone who has pretty much made a career out of moving their body, uh, you're 46 now, you're 46? Uh, 45. 45, yep. almost 46, so 45. Yep. Um, where, what do you like to do these days to stay fit and strong? It's a really good question because I, I, because I get derived so much enjoyment out of um, connecting with people and helping people and living life in the moment, you know, because that happens. Um, I recently went through a whole period where I just was in seminars and sessions and internal, internally working away for a long time and loving it not noticing any difference, loving it. Went to Australian Championships in Perth with my son for a week, went to Bali for eight days and then came back and went away again for five more days. And then all of a sudden I jumped on the scale and I was 100.6 kilos, which is I'm normally about. And I very rarely jump on the scales, but I went, oh, hang on, I'm carrying some stuff here. You know? <laughs> and uh, well, that's interesting. And I jumped on and I, and I you know, probably healthy healthy, pretty lean, I'm around about 94 kilos, that's without being really, really athletic, just being active. And I was like, wow, there's six something kilos that's just come on while I've been, now hang on, I don't feel bad, I don't, you know, I, I feel great, I feel very connected to people, but I haven't been outdoors, I haven't been active, I haven't actually been off doing, you know, little little, little sort of active sessions here or there. And I realized straight away that the very first thing that comes in was, oh, I better get rid of that weight. You know, that that mindset sort of thing, or I better do this or I do this, this is what I'm going to need to do. And that athletic mind comes back in. And that's mm. one thing I've not worked hard, but I've, I've kind of been very aware of that it's not a very good feeling to have, I'll be better when, I'll be better when I'm this many kilos, I'll be better when I can, I've finally got abs, or I'll be better when I can run this fast. It's a, it's a really horrible place to be. It's kind of motivating in a way, but it's a very up and down road to, to ride. So 
I kind of straight away recognized, oh, no, this is not about losing those six kilos. This is my six kilos is my little gateway. It's just pointing to the fact that, hey, it's just reminding me that unless I have a little bit of daily movement mixed with all this connection and lovely stuff that I'm doing, I'm probably not living my best life either. I'm probably living a little bit too far indoors. I'm not just spending some time on my own paddling through the water and doing different things. And I I use it as I saw it as a gateway to, to point me back to what I needed to do. So every day for the last five weeks, I've done one thing a day, whether it's probably minimum of 30 minutes, usually about 40 minutes to an hour, a couple of sort of hour and a half Bikram yoga sessions, which sort of really stressed <laughs> and I love it. Um, but, um, but, you know, just movement every day and I've constantly broken the mindset, which is easy to come back in as an old professional athlete, constantly broken the mindset of, oh, going to the gym to get this and get stronger, I've just actually move to be more present, move to have more awareness in my body, more beautiful feeling in my body. You still look really strong though. Like you look massive still. Oh, he's in good nick though, let me tell you. (laughs) Surely that's more than just movement. Yeah, no, what's happened is, of course, you actually intuitively find ways to keep a a, a beautiful all-over body strength. Sure. So I'm I'm going through the gym and I'm going, oh, working on this and that and this and that and doing core strength in between and I'm doing it not from a killer athlete attitude, from a movement attitude but – there's a determination there where you realize there's little crusty bits in your mind and those crusty bits are showing up in the crusty bits around the waistline. You know, that's the way they physically show up. So realizing, oh, I've got to break that cellular memory of this weight that I've put on as well. So you do have to get a bit determined and push through it and and be a bit little, no, I'm not going to stop here. I could actually finish this if I really tried. I could do that last chin up or I could do whether it's number two, you know, or number 10, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, so I've been pushing through it like that to get that, that faculty of I can back. You know, I can do this. Oh, if if someone said we're we're running up Mount Kosciuszko this afternoon, I go yep, and I could run up there with them rather than oh, I used to be able to do that. So I've done that, and the, the amazing thing is, um, a Sunday night I've been weighing myself, and I'm on track for five kilos in five weeks. Gee, oh Trev, gee, now so, you know, and feeling lighter, looser, um, <laughs> not feeling like I've gathered some, some new you know exercise regime that I've now got to hold on to. I just feel like I'm enjoying myself and, and loving getting out in the sunshine, in the water, and, and doing sessions with other people as well. I'm loving it, really enjoying moving again. Now, Trevor Hendy, you would be happy to know that Damien Christoph has just sent me a message via Skype saying, boot camp order completed. <laughs> so I have a question which is aimed at keeping the great Damien Christoph accountable to doing this 12-week program. Yes. Yes. What am I going to do, Trev? What am I going to do to make sure he does it? Because I know Damo is a very busy man, okay? I'll, I'll, know, I'll do it. I've, yeah, I've paid I've money. Got, That's, yeah, uh, but as Damo, I plenty money. of people buy books and don't read them, okay? Yeah, yeah. And, and even Trev would say this is the hardest thing is the accountability side of things. So, yeah. Trev, we've got Damo on the record here. It's out. Yeah. He's bought it, okay? So, yep. he can't go back now. I can. Do I ask Damo every week on the podcast, how are you yep. going with that Damo? Yeah. What week are Go you on. up to? Um, <laughs> how's it structured? Is it a, is it a weekly is it a weekly course? It's it's, it's a daily course. So it's daily morning, forty minutes night, six every days day. a week. Yeah. Yep. And it's it's like forty minutes in the morning and about twenty minutes in the evening just for a process to complete what you learnt for the day. Yep. And um, so what we could you could ask him every week. You know what we could do? I could pop on for five minutes every four weeks or something, and we go. Oh, you know, however long you want. Yeah. And go. All right, Dame, how'd you go? What did you learn? And we could share that with the listeners as well. 
You right. ready for that demo? You all right with that? I'll That's a capability yep. like to a T. That is fabulous. Doesn't get and by, by the way, demo, it is three phases. The four-week really simple movement phase of actually slowing our mind down. Mm-hmm. So the first one's really simple. The second phase is challenging because it's more now that we've realized that, it's digging out some of any old stuff that's hanging around, old conditioning and things like that, and it's looking at old relationships and you know things like that. It's really beautiful, though. It's, a, it's, it's all about love, the week five to eight. Yeah. And then week nine to 12 is all about expansion. It's all about, well, once you know who you are and you cleared some of the stuff out of the way, where do you want to go now? And it's all removing the bigger mindsets and everything and seeing that the world is your oyster, you know. So that would be, it'd be good to check in at the end of each four weeks and see how you're finding it. I'm pumped. I am and, and may I just say, great value, by the way, Trevor, that you're bucks. 150 bucks. That's, yeah. that's uh, it's just, what, $12 a week or something? Yeah. I was told by so three, many Three people, coffees. Yeah, it should be so much more. And I, I really firmly believe that anybody can afford to do that. And that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to create an opportunity for anybody to go, I can do this. Uh, I can put this aside. And over 12 weeks, I can have a gradual awareness change and it's not about nailing it all because there'll be some that really confuse you. What's he even saying there? What, what does that mean? And that's, <laughs> that's perfect because usually it'll answer itself the next day. So it's a, it's a really interesting process. There's audio files on there as well so that you don't have to read all the emails. Damn it, you can just put it on the iPod, go for a walk and listen to it. God. I'm, I'm so excited about it. It's, just, it's, it's come at a great time. It is my time. Well, it's, it's wonderful what the timing of guests and Trevor can't thank you enough for uh, doing a double episode of 100 Not Out for us. Oh, it's been magic. an absolute uh, honor to, to get so much of your wisdom and listen to so much of your wisdom and no doubt for all of our listeners, uh, both in Australia and around the world, uh, no doubt you've enjoyed listening to the wisdom of Trevor Hendy. Trevor, as we like to say to everyone that joins us on the program, may the rest of your life truly be the best of your life. Thanks, thanks, buddy. And look, guys, I just love what you guys are doing. It's thank you from everybody else for what you're doing. It's it's beautiful, and I've it's been an honour for me to be on the program with you. I've loved it. Great man, Damo. Thank you so much for joining us on this edition of 100 Not Out. And uh, remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways. As we say, the best ways to go to the website, thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Also, check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com forward slash 100 Not Out, but it's all letters. Also, if you've liked this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to to make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hi, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys and That Paleo Show here. We had some incredible feedback last year that being at The Wellness Summit with a group of like-minded people made it just that much better. So this year, we've created a special group rate for 10 or more people to attend The Wellness Summit. For spreading The Wellness Message, you can come to The Summit for just 197 bucks. That's a saving of $100. And all you need to do is get you and nine other friends along to Crown Melbourne on Saturday, August 16 and 17 for this once-in-a-lifetime event. To book your group tickets and have the best time ever with your friends, go to www www.thewellnesssummit.com This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter The Wellness Couch Streaming wellness into your lives Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.